Hello and welcome to another episode of My Child Left Home for Heaven. I know you don't hear from me for six months and then I, you know, start popping recordings out here, you know, back to back. But um, again, like all of you, I mean, I go through my seasons and uh, I guess right now, realizing what season this is, it's really um, making me focus on um, my mental health and mindset. And that's what we're really going to get into the first of the year. I've got some some great uh, speakers or people people to join me in this podcast lined up. And um, so I hope that you tune in. But today, what I really wanted to talk about is with the beginning of the Advent season, um, you know, in this, this month with the five uh, Sundays in December, we ended up being able to start Advent, you know, this, this last weekend. And um, it really makes you sit back and it's supposed to help you kind of focus on yourself and, you know, getting yourself kind of in the mindset again of celebrating, you know, if you are a Christian, the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And if not, you know, I'm not real familiar with um, the Jewish, you know, rituals that go into Hanukkah. And I will work on that for next year because I have so many Jewish friends and um, with the stand I've taken on Israel here right now, uh, really, I know that's something that I should look into. But anyway, uh, Advent started yesterday and it started with the first one was hope. You know, we light the candle for for hope. And kind of, um, if you've never done it before, what you do is is read a you know passage or you study scripture and then you light a candle and there's four different candles that go on for the four Sundays and then the main candle for you know to light on on Christmas Eve but um again with this one being hope what I wanted to just say is is just to remember that that hope that we are assured in a most overwhelming way that God always keeps his promises and I know that's hard I mean, with grief and with the loss of a child, it it seems like we don't feel like there's hope. And so many wonder, you know, where is God and where is his promises? But his promise was that you would have eternal life. And you have to remember that for your child. And so many look into the Christmas season and don't want to celebrate it. I see that on Facebook. And there's some of you I am so proud of that, you know, will say, no, my child loved Christmas. And so I need to celebrate Christmas because that was the holiday that they loved. And I've told you that the the next episode now, I'm actually flying to Ohio on Thursday and um, having some kind of not sad times, but seeing my aunt who is not doing well. And it may be the last time that I see her and my mother-in-law, but then meeting with um, some people from my graduating class 43 years ago. That's going to be fun. But meeting with a dear friend, um, Donna, who just lost her child. And um, this is her first Christmas and her daughter's birthday is Christmas Eve. So her and I are gonna sit down on Friday and do a little recording together and I'm not prepping for it. I'm letting it be um, raw and open and honest. So Lord knows what you're gonna end up in with that one there. But I just wanted to, to kind of talk on hope a little a little bit today. And it, I mean, it's really hard for a lot of us with the loss of our child, but like I said, this is the season that we should remember hope because before Christ came, you know, 2023 years ago, people didn't have the hope that we have. I mean, there were so many rules and laws and um, if you've ever read Leviticus, it's like, oh my goodness, I wouldn't have made it through it. But our time on earth here is, is so special. And 
I don't think we realize what a spec it is. And Joyce Meyer actually said this in a broadcast recently that I was listening to. I listened to her every single morning and I loved it because I walk the beach a lot and the beach is my place. You know, that's my my happy place where I kind of get myself level. And uh, I like to walk. I like to just sit and watch the water. I love the people watch. I love the sun on me. I just love the beach. Anyway, our life here now is like one grain of sand on that beach compared to the beach of eternity. One grain of sand, that little teeny speck is what this life here on earth matters towards the whole big picture of eternity. And when I heard that, it really made me sit back and think, wow, I mean, eternity, we don't think eternity is forever and ever and ever and ever. You know, I could keep going on here. Um, I've got into sci-fi movies lately, which is not my thing normally. And, uh, you know, so many of them going into, you know, 100, 200, 300 years from now. And it just, it blows my mind. But then you think eternity past that. That was kind of random. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know where that one came from. But, um, you know, today it really came to me that this is um, the first day of the rest of our lives. And we need to find you know, joy, hope, peace, faith, and what time better to do it than during right now, um, during about the, you know, during the, um, the Advent season. So I know while now while I was saying about the uh, sci-fi movies, my daughter read all the Hunger Game books, and she tried to get me, my youngest daughter, Molly, tried to get me to watch the Hunger Games. And I started watching the first one and I'm like, oh, Lord, no, I'm not watching this where people just kill each other, you know, and, and the, the, this is what the world wants us to do. But I got past that first one. I was desperate and ran out of things to watch. And um, so I started watching it on uh, Apple TV. And once you got past that first one, it, it really got exciting and I kind of got into them. And I'm actually going to go to the theater to see the, the fourth one here. I don't think I can wait till it comes out. But they made a comment in it that really hit me and i wrote it down and um it kind of made sense because i've fallen apart in the five years of my grief journey i have fallen apart more times than i can that i can count and again i mean if you're in your first couple of years or your i mean oh lord help you if you're in your first year um i still say the second year is the hardest you know don't don't think that i'm criticizing you for where you're at because i've been there but I'm trying to tell you what I wish I would have heard from somebody else, you know, going into my, my fifth year here. And what it said in the Hunger Games, she said, Candace, and I forget what her last name is the, the, in the movie, the star of it. She said, it's 10 times harder to put yourself back together again after you fall apart. And I thought of that. I mean, think of it when, you know, if you've ever gone in the rabbit hole of depression, it is 10 times harder, it really is to crawl yourself out of that, than it is to just never let yourself go into it. So I think that's what I'm, I'm kind of trying to stress today, or talk about today, is, is giving hope and, and not going down those paths because it's just so stinking hard to get back out of them. And, and sadly, um, a lot of moms don't. And so many moms on the Facebook pages I've been on and in the, the, the probably 50 groups that I'm part of have committed suicide. And that just tears my, my heart out. And um, please, 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 if that's where your mind is, 
please reach out to somebody. I mean, I'll put my phone number at the end of this. You call me, you text me. Um, Not in vain is wonderful. I've, I've talked about that Facebook page many times, how they monitor it 24 hours a day. And if people in, you know, every state that will actually get in their car and drive, um, you know, to someone. So I guess I'm going to stress that Facebook page a lot today um, because they're, they're just monitoring it constantly. And there's great conversations on there. So again, it's a hashtag. You make sure you put the hashtag not in vain after facebook.com. But, you know, sometimes it takes a lot for us. We're so stubborn. And I guess that's why I love reading the Bible and reading the different stories of the Bible, because my goodness, they all made massive mistakes too. You know, I think of David, a man after God's own heart, and and yet he committed murder. He slept with the you know wife. I mean, the things that you know another man's wife. I mean, the things that he did, you know, just break the Ten Commandments left and right. Yet he was a man after God's own heart. And um, I had the opportunity when we were in Israel to stand on the grounds where they think that King David, you know, is buried. And uh, Again, I know you probably get sick of me referring back to that trip to Israel, but that was beyond life changing. And I just pray that things calm down there and uh, that the state of Israel is still there and and I can go back again one day. I really would love to go with all my children. But anyway, the story I was thinking of a lot today was the story of Moses and the Israelites. And again, I've been in Egypt and I've been in Israel and I see that difference between where they had to go. All right, that's an 11 day journey. It should take 11 days of them walking for them to be able to make it from Egypt and into Israel, into the promised land, the other side. And yet it took them 40 years. I feel like that sounds like me sometimes. God is telling me what to do. God is telling me to focus on the promised, to have hope, to have joy, to to celebrate the, the times of life today and to quit focusing on my past and my slavery, almost like the Israelites, you know, they were in slavery, my slavery to my grief and my depression. And um, I don't have 40 years left in my life. I'm 61. I sure don't, I really don't want to live much past my middle 80s like my mom did, um, unless my health is fantastic, which I, I know it won't. So I can't say, you know, okay, I've got 40 years to uh, learn to deal with this. and and none of us want to spend that long. So I guess that's what I'm trying to say is, you know, think of that, that trip should have only taken them 11 days. And it took them 40. And I mean, God even, you know, told Moses, get up and get going, you know, he he told him, and yet Moses didn't listen. And, uh, you know, I'm guilty for that. I, you know, I, I hear God telling me what to do. And I still will just shrink up, go in my little hole, hide, and pray that I'll, you know, crawl my way out of it again. Um, I think what it is, is that's where I'm getting to the point now of my mindset. And I'm learning that my mindset and the way I think and what I think changes and helps me so much on a um, daily basis. Our mindset can be our best friend or it can be our absolute worst enemy. And, um, I don't want to hurt anybody with saying this. Okay. So please, again, I, I always, when I'm really raw and open and honest in these podcasts and it's just me, I always worry about hurting someone's feelings or someone getting upset with me for what I say. And again, you have to remember everything I'm saying one more time is going to be my little rule I have done or gone through. So I'm sharing the other side 
hoping you don't go through them. And, and I may turn around and go right back into them again a year from now. You know, I, I, I never know. I have learned to take everything, you know, like an alcoholic or a, an, an addict one day at a time. And I wake up that morning and I try to focus on, I will get through this day. Oh, there goes the emotions again. I will remember my daughter. I will look forward to eternity with her. And I will celebrate the 24 years on this world that I had her and with me and not look back at the what ifs, could ifs, should ofs. Any, any of you that have lost a child to addiction, and my daughter wasn't like, I mean, a, you know, a, a needle pushing heroin addict that was living on the streets. I mean, she functioned and most days did pretty good, but she just couldn't handle life without the pills. And, um, you know, I mean, there's different, different types of different types of addiction and addicts An addict is an addict is an addict. And, uh, you know, again, we still don't know 100% whether fentanyl was in that or not. Um, doesn't matter. Anyway, the point I was getting to was um, we set ourselves up for, for bad days. And I, I think I said this in the last podcast. I see so many people on Facebook posting my child's angel anniversary is this month. I will not be on Facebook. Don't worry about me. My child's angel anniversary is tomorrow. I will spend that day in bed. Um, my, changel, my child's angel anniversary is tomorrow. I don't know how I'm going to deal with it. Um, again, sorry, don't want to step on toes. And if, if you're one of the ones that said any of that, I'm just doing, doing blanket ones right now. But I've realized saying that is setting ourselves up to having that bad day. You know, I've talked about Emily's birthday and how we go to the beach and I try to celebrate it and celebrate her life. Well, I'm doing that now with her angel anniversary. And I really, I don't think I've ever really sat and had a bad day with it. You know, I'll get a little emotional and I'll play that night, you know, that last 24 hours of her life over and over again in my head. And, you know, at 822, I know that that's the time that I got the phone call and, and you know, you go through that. And I think that's normal. Um, I'm actually hoping, I think I mentioned this last podcast too. Um, she was actually my sister who passed 17 years ago, her mother-in-law, and she lost her son. I know I did uh, to AIDS 27 years ago. Um, she just was in the hospital. So I'm hoping she's up to it, but I'm going to talk to her and, you know, we're going to be kind of candid and I, I don't know how it's going to go, but uh, her telling how she has survived 27 years. And I, I mean, I've watched her celebrate the wonderful times of her life and and the joy and enjoying her family and you know her son's always there and she goes to the cemetery but she's learned to make it through the rest of her life so instead of looking and saying you know i'm gonna have a bad day today this is this is what life is going to be like now you know i my my child's you know christmas let's say christmas now okay because we're in the christmas season and I'm talking about hope. Well, I can't handle Christmas and I won't be able to make it through um, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. And again, remember, I didn't the first year. Exactly what I'm talking about not doing is exactly what I did. Go back and listen to some of my old podcasts. Um, and it all was really my mindset. You know, I, I I've told last podcast also how I said, you know, I thought I was sick that day and I wasn't sick. Um, I made myself sick. And I have a tendency of doing that sometimes when I don't want to do something. 
um you know my family i know thinks i'm faking it i'm not faking it i really am sick but i i do know that sometimes and sometimes i really am sick so olivia if you're listening don't go calling me back on this one i mean sometimes i really am sick but there's times that i have made myself sick like i was to go to washington you know this last year for trail for truth and uh I had to really check myself, you know, I, I mean, I had, I had COVID, I had a positive COVID test, but I had to check myself. Was I just getting scared to go up there and be around all those women and, and, and do what we were going to do up there and the emotions that went with it? Was I sick because of that? And uh, I'll tell you what, if it wasn't for the positive COVID test, I probably would have, would have thought that that was my, you know, what was going on with me because July, like I've gone back to July just was not a, uh, or September, that was September, wasn't, wasn't good after my niece's wedding kind of went backwards, but I just, I mean, our, our mental attitude, it, it, it sets us, sets us up for where we're going to be and, and what we're going to do. And I'm just, guess I'm asking every single one of you out there to really think about that and to, to think and wake up in the morning and say, okay, you know what? I'm going to do this today. I'm going to, you know, think of the good times with my child. Um, the best way you can get in a good mood, I'll tell you what, is helping others. Because when we're helping others, we don't think about ourselves and, and our issues. And, um, you know, just even one friend out there, you know, helping, helping one friend or, or getting involved in something, you know, at Christmas time, the homeless, and they're just, they're just so much going on in the world that uh, we can reach out and we can we can help at this time. You can't change your mindset if you're not willing. Um, and again, I never know where anyone who's listening to me out there where your faith stands. And you know, I'm very open with I am a born again Christian. And so I you know, I talk like that. Um, I mean, I talk about that quite a bit. But there's times that I've realized, you know, I don't start the day with prayer, or just I mean, again, prayer, don't get hung up on prayer. It's talking to God. I don't go on my knees. Well, I can't because I've had double knee replacement. I don't sit there or go prostrate on the floor or fold my hands and bow my head and close my eyes. That's not my prayer time. My prayer time is continual through the day. And it's just a conversation, whether it's out of my mouth or in my head with God. And I've learned that I need to ask God first thing in the morning. You know, I pray and ask him first to help the message, whatever I'm reading, whatever scripture I'm reading or whatever, whoever, whatever preacher I'm listening to, you know, if there's something he wants me to hear to, uh, to hear that, you know, through that message, and then to keep my mind focused on things ahead, not things in the past. Um, we had nine years of our life that was absolute living hell with the two of my daughters and their addiction and their rebellion. Um, Maddie, my third one, who has just had the baby. I mean, we were just talking. I, I thought the child was going to kill me. I emotionally and, and uh, I mean, to see her now, the woman she is just blows my mind. Um, I read on Facebook this morning that my fourth daughter, Molly, her boss, who does not make comments usually about assistant trainers or anybody at, at shows helping, you know, made a comment um, on how great my daughter was at this at this quarter horse show that they were just at this weekend and helping. And uh, I told my husband, did you ever think years ago when we were in that state with the kids and all the problems and the courts and the, the jails and the house getting torn apart with uh, 
search warrants and whatever that uh, we would be sitting today, you know, where all of our girls, the three, and that's what's hard. And I say all of our girls and then I go, but Emily is okay because she's in heaven. You know, all of our girls, all four of my girls are doing wonderful right now. Period. So again, not focusing on Emily is dead. I hate that word so much. I love past more than the word dead. Um, she's just living in heaven right now. So, you know, let, let God kind of take that place in your heart first thing in the morning. Give yourself a little bit of hope. Give yourself some, some grace. And let yourself have some joy, you know, during the holidays. I know it's, I know it's hard, but I'm praying for each and every one of you to be able to, you know, find some, some hope, some joy, some peace, some faith through this Advent and into the, the, into Christmas Eve and Christmas. If you've never heard of Advent before, Google it, do some reading. It's a beautiful way to prepare your heart for the, the birth of our savior. Um, I'm going to end with my favorite Christmas song. And uh, I actually told my third daughter, Maddie, I want it played at my funeral, even though it's a Christmas song, because I just have a hard time keeping my hands down at one point in the song. And uh, I'm actually having the version done by Whitney Houston today, um, thinking as I was thinking, as I picked it out, that she's in heaven. She knows the glory of this this Christmas season, you know, up in heaven. Um, I hope, you know, if you are a supporter of Israel, that you will be in prayer for that nation during this holiday season and those that are still in captivity and, and what that, that country you know, is, is going through right now. If you do not know about the Compassionate Friends Worldwide Candlelight Vigil, again, if you're listening to this recording later, it's gonna be passed. It's this Sunday, December 10th at 7 p.m. So if you Google that, um, you know, Google the Compassionate Friends See if there's a local one in your area. It's beautiful to go to one of their services. I know the one that that I went to here for a couple of years, you know, put Emily's picture up on the screen. We walked up, they gave us a Christmas ornament to hang on a tree that we could write a message to our child. We lit a candle, um, you know, very, very wonderful. The bereaved parents of USA also do gatherings and do ones. I know they do a big one here over in Tampa. I'm actually gonna be up in Ohio for this. So what I'm doing is I'm taking a candle and I'm taking a picture of my daughter and wherever I'm at, whoever's house I'm at or wherever I'm at at 7 p.m. on Sunday night, I will be lighting my candle. So what they do is it goes from the morning, starting that morning of September or December 10th at 7 p.m. in your time zone, you light the candle and burn it for one hour. And what it does is it lights a wave all the way around the globe in memory of our children. And uh, when you think about it, think about if you were like in a, in a satellite up in, you know, up in the atmosphere and could see this wave of light, you know, circling the globe for 24 hours for all the children, you know, who have been taken from us and that we've lost, you know, too soon. So again, wonderful thing to do. I'm actually making graphics for a bunch of people right now um, for it. So I hope that you will look and find, you know, compassionate friends see if you can go there and if you can't go there that at least what you will do is find or light the candle wherever you are and and do it wherever 
um, my dog is, I hope this is not making sound, my dog's walking all across me right now. Uh, anyway, um, I will I will be talking to you guys before Christmas here, like I said, as I interviewed Donna, and uh, we kind of share, you know, what we've, what her first Christmas is like, and I know she will be raw and open with it. So anyway, like I said, ending with um, my favorite song, I'm having issues with the Facebook page. It's not letting you guys post memorial pictures of your children. And I'm trying to get my nephew to uh, to work on that for me. And like I said, first of the year, I'm gonna have a better sound system. I'm you know really amping this this podcast up and hopefully getting you know the online support group started again. So anyway, without further, my favorite absolute Christmas song. And just think as you're listening to this, I picture the angels and a choir singing this up there on Christmas and that your child gets a chance to experience the, the choirs of heaven singing this song.
prayers and love to each and every one of you. Until next time, it's Kelly out. Oh,